What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode is a conversation between myself and another fellow coach in the industry named Matt McLeod. We had a really good conversation around the idea of fitness essentialism. And all that that really means is figuring out the things that you need to do that matter most to create the maximum result without having to make your entire life revolved around your nutrition and revolved around fitness. One thing when it comes to this whole body composition thing is that it's very easy to get caught up in losing balance and losing sight of making fitness a part of your life rather than making fitness your entire life. And Matt does a very good job at explaining this and breaking this down and giving different types of examples of how you can make this work for yourself, especially inside of your nutrition. So I'm super excited for you guys to get to listen to this episode today. One thing that Matt and I would both greatly appreciate is if you do find value in this episode, if you can take a screenshot, put it on your IG story and tag both of us in it. We'll make sure to send you messages personally thanking you for doing so and we'll make sure to repost it on our stories as well just to help keep the show growing. One last thing that I'll mention before we hop into the episode is that right in the middle of the conversation, there was a glitch on my end with the internet. So you're going to hear it go silent for just a moment as we're reconnecting and getting back hooked up so that we can continue the conversation and we kind of get off track for just a moment because there is that glitch right in the middle. I was going to go in and edit it, but being honest, I just left it. Um, Sometimes things happen and we can't really get around them and that's just a part of life. And instead of trying to go in and edit it and make it perfect, I figured I'd just leave it in there because that's what happened in the middle of the episode that kind of got us off track for just a moment. So expect that to happen. Like I said, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Let's just hop into it. Matt, how are you, man? What's up, brother? How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Can you hear me good? I can I can hear you. I can see you. I love the uh, I love the background as well. Oh, thanks, man. I'm in the uh, I'm in the <clears throat> I'm in the office at the moment. This is where I do all my work at. I like the the brick background too. It's oh nice. yeah. No, That's a little I, bit I, of character. I love that. I'm in my office as well. It's also in my living room and kitchen and and everything. This is this is New York City for you. We've we've got it all in one. Yeah, man. Um how has that been? So a little bit of a, a preface, first and foremost, I followed along to you for a decent amount of time. So like, I feel like I know you a little bit, you know how you get like those weird things where you follow somebody for a long enough time. And then you do a very, very good job at um, letting people into your life a little bit to like make them almost feel like they know you, which is, you know how to go deeper rather than sure. just go wider all the time. You know what I mean? That's why um, I really wanted to bring you on too, because I feel like I know who you are and I can have a really good conversation with you, which might sound weird because you, you really don't know a whole lot about me or anything, but, uh, but yeah, man, no, I dude, I, 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 I a hundred percent agree because I'm the, I'm just like people follow along with me, which is, which is awesome and still somewhat unbelievable. Um, but I, I, I do the same thing with, with, with multiple other people. And I think it's, it's somewhat, uh, of a byproduct of that. As far as the content that I put out, it's typically, honestly, it's not always people that are in the fitness space. Sure. Uh, I, I follow a lot of comedians and things like that, and they like to, to share their lives and, uh, it's, it's more around them as a person. And that's just always came off as, as more natural for me. So, so yeah, unfortunately the, the content that I put out, I, I, it, it's, it's, it's the, the ratio of fitness to life stuff is, can be skewed at times and sometimes, uh, not so much in my favor. I just, I need to put out more fitness stuff, honestly, sometimes, but it's just much easier to take a picture of my cute cat, Carl, uh, or, or like what I'm eating or something like that or enjoying with my girlfriend. So, so yeah, that's, but cool. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. I, I appreciate you following along and I was just scrolling through some of your, your, your pictures and things and reading through some captions, but like I, I've told a few other people, I know that I'm going to get along with somebody whenever I look and see who they're following. Right. And then if it's a lot of the same people that, that I'm following as well, I'm like, okay, we're probably, we have a good chance of hitting it off. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. And thanks for being here. Dude. Or thanks for, see, I'm so used to doing my own <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I just yeah, said, yeah. thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on, dude. I appreciate no. it. Absolutely, man. Um, absolutely. So like, just for the people listening here, do you mind giving like just a bit of a brief explanation of like, who you are and what you do kind of the cliche thing just to give some preface just in case anybody isn't sure who Matt McLeod is? Yeah, of course. Um, so I was 
born and raised in Kentucky, actually. It was a small town, Kentucky, um, Ashland, Kentucky. And then I just to skip through all of that. I, I went to college at the University of Kentucky as well, studied dietetics. And then after I graduated undergrad, I became a registered dietitian, took my exam, did all my supervised hours, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, and while I was in college was whenever I first started coaching people. And it was just, honestly, it started off as a hometown buddy. And uh, he was just like, hey, do you care to help me out with my diet and exercise? And I was like, sure. So I charged him on Snapcash, right? Which is not even a thing anymore. Now it's That's like- Snapchat? It's the cash app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, just... it's Square, yeah. On Snapchat, you used to be able to type in like the dollar sign, and then mm. I charged him forty-five dollars a month, and he would send me forty-five dollars for a month's work of uh, uh, programs and stuff. And but yeah, that that was my my big business plan then. But he came to me, asked for help. I helped him out. He was in a fraternity. He told some of his friends. Right, I, I was in the the campus gym very often. So I just knew a bunch of people there and words started going around. And I was like, I guess I'm kind of doing this, the whole online coaching thing. Um, because I had had a coach myself where I competed in bodybuilding actually in college twice, once my, my freshman year, my very first semester in college, and then also my senior year, my very last semester in college. You did good with that too, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, in the, in the first one, I got like fourth place, I think. I did like a 12-week cut. had no idea what I was doing, uh, but hired an online coach for it. And so that's how I kind of got into the space. Like I knew it was a real thing, right? Uh, and, and then senior year, I had been I had been in you know bodybuilding kind of seriously uh, for about four years then, and I actually ended up winning my the, the overall um, to become a an, an NGA natural professional bodybuilder. It's still crazy to even think back then, but yeah, I dieted for like 22 weeks then, did well. Um, but then after college was over and and after I had started to gain a little bit of clientele and roster uh, of, of clients who, who were paying me regularly. And then I got my registered dietitian credential. I was in a spot where I was like, I don't want to go work at a hospital or, you know, work at outpatient services or whatever. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and become an online coach. And I had saved up. And so I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. And, and so after I became a registered dietitian and, and passed the exam, I was, I was able to, to start online coaching uh, full time. And, and that's basically what I've, what I've done ever since. And, and, and uh, yeah, I was in Kentucky for a while. And then just until three months ago, me and my girlfriend made the move out to New York city. And that's, that's, uh, that's where I am now. And we're here because she goes to law school here uh, at Cardozo law school. And so I have the flexibility with my career to, to pick up and move anywhere that has a Wi-Fi connection, even during the middle of a pandemic. And so I was like, let's move to New York City, I guess, right? Like, why, why not? Let's give it a shot and, and see, see what happens. Absolutely. I think that that's cool. <clears throat> that's why I was excited to bring you on, man, because um, I'm in a similar situation to you. Uh, my wife is starting a new career out in California in Orange County. I'm from small town Idaho. Um, so like very small town, how small is, how small was your town in Kentucky that you grew up in? Uh, about 20,000 people. Okay. So a little bit more than like my community is probably like 12, 15,000 people or so, but same sort of vibe. Right. So, and then from there you went to college in a little bit of a bigger city. Is that correct? Right. So, so, um, the, the little bit bigger city was Lexington, Kentucky, and it has about 300,000 people. Okay. And so, yeah, it, it was, it was a little bit bigger. And, and then, uh, yeah, obviously New York city is just, so I went from, from very small town to, uh, you know, moderate size, I guess, 300, it was like 330,000 people. And then yeah, New York city, it's just been uh, you know, it's been, it's been wild. It's been quite, quite a difference in, yeah. in, in people and just everything, life in general. Absolutely. Um, so that's like a similar situation to me, right? I, I work online too. So like I can pick up and be flexible and, and kind of go and let her do her thing. And I'll just work from, from the apartment, basically the same thing as you are. So what has that transition been like for you? Like, it sounds like when you went to college, you're already in a little bit bigger town, but you're very small town, like where you're from, even following along to your content, man. Like I can just, I get that feel from you, right? Like a very personal, almost like, I don't know if I would consider Kentucky the South, 
but like you've got that southern is is it considered the south i guess i don't yeah. i don't know yeah. it's it's like it's like right it's like the 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 last uh state before you get kind of more into north okay so, so yeah i i still i still consider it the south and the people there are definitely southern if we yeah like yeah you've sure. kind of got that southern like hospitality like very welcoming very warm vibe to you you know what i mean Dude, it's 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 how it, it is the cliche thing, but it's, it's, it's how I was raised. Like if you meet my mom, she's just the, the, the kindest, most compassionate person I've absolutely ever met in my entire life. Obviously I'm biased, but I have plenty, <laughs> pl- I have plenty of other people that would, would back me up sure. on that sentiment. And it's just like, I don't know any other way of living to be honest. And it, it's, it, and it just so happens to work out well, whenever you're doing a service-based business, mm-hmm. you just, my, uh, my mom works, um, in, in the local hospital back home and she recruits doctors, right? She's a physician recruiter and she knows everybody talks to everybody. Uh, and what I'm getting at here is she's very empathetic and knows how to communicate with people, knows how to persuade people, uh, and, and, in a good way, not in a mm-hmm. manipulative way. Um, and, and so, yeah, I've just, I haven't known any other way besides somewhat that, that Southern charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just, I've just been raised that way. And, and I try to, um, exuberate that with my, my whatever quote unquote brand or, or whatever you want to call it. I just, I, I am a dude, like I'm a person first. I'm a guy first. I'm a 26 year old, uh, uh, going through different stages of my life. And then that's why my tagline in my Instagram bio is like, I want to coach people to use fitness to enhance their life and not be their life. And that's, that's the, I got that mostly after my bodybuilding competitions from, from college, right? Like I I was very serious. I was, I was lifting six days a week. I was counting on my calories and macros. Um, but then school ended and I was like, okay, now it's time to be an adult basically. And, And I was like, okay, now I've got different priorities, but I still have these same expectations that I had as a bodybuilder. I still wanted to look really good. I still wanted to perform my best. I didn't want my PRs to go down. I didn't want my strength to go down. I didn't want my body fat to go up, but it's like, I have to, I have to work longer hours. I want to spend time with my girlfriend. I, I, I want to give her the attention that she needs. I want to have other hobbies, right? Like I want to spend my time doing other things because I'm, I'm working all day and then trying to run this business and things. And it's just like, I don't have as much time or, or the, the, the desire to, to spend my entire life in the gym. And so that's the kind of evolution that I've been going through and my brand or whatever my, my coaching has kind of evolved with that less focus on the, the bodybuilding type stuff and the, um, optimization of, of everything like as much as possible and instead kind of optimizing for life while also I'm trying to I'm trying to work as little as possible but still get the best possible results and I think that having the the bodybuilding background where I do know the the science behind things I've learned from people way smarter than me and the experts I can take those those tactics and those principles from the really smart people, but then how can I mold that into the, 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 the person who wants or who has the, the everyday life, for example, but still wants to look better than the average person. They want to look better than the average person. They want to feel better, right? Uh, um, they still want to be, be proud of their body and, and, and who they are. However, there's, there's other things that are important to me uh, and that are important to them outside of the gym. So, so that's why I just, I want fitness to be a catalyst to living a great life, but I don't want it to be my identity. I don't want it to be the only thing that I get pleasure from. Right. So, so that's kind of where I'm at. No, absolutely, man. Um, when I hit you up and asked you to come on, one of the things that I said that I want to talk about was this idea of fitness minimalism, right? Like reading some of your content and listening to some of your podcasts, you've brought up that term before and it kind of resonated with me. Like just your vibe in general, maybe feels like a bit of a minimalistic type vibe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you bring Mm -hmm. that into fitness. And I think it's extremely valuable because so many people want to hit the ground, like 
hit the pedal to the metal and go as hard as possible. They don't realize that maybe, okay, maybe I could just work out three or four days a week and get as good of results as I could if I worked out five or six days per week. Or maybe I could just count calories and proteins and not get so meticulous with my carbs and fats. Maybe I can get as good of results, but I'm not having to put as much work into it. It's more of that minimalistic type mindset around it, right? So like, um, for you, like, do you, do you mind, am I explaining that in the same way that you view it as well? Or like, what, what's your spin on that? Yeah. Yeah. Actually the, so I know, yeah, fitness minimalism, uh, the way that I spin it is actually fitness essentialism. And there's a, there's a, the brief, the brief difference there. And I got that from the book essentialism from, from Mm -hmm. Greg McEwen. I think it's how you say his last name. Um, and his whole thing is do less, but better. Right. And this is where I was saying, I I do try to, it's not that I'm trying to do as little as possible. It's that I'm trying to put in just the right amount of effort and just the right amount of work to get the best results possible. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm trying to take that expertise that I learned in all the optimization of, of lifting five or six days a week, but then how can I break those down and get at least similar results? Uh, I want to get, again, I want to get the best results possible while still living life the, the way that I want to. And, and I think what it really comes down to is the trade-offs, right? Like what sacrifices are you willing to give up? Because I think there's nothing wrong with somebody going to the gym five or six days a week, counting every calorie, counting every macro, if that's what they want, right? If that's, if that's what they want and that's the, 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 the ambition that they have and they want the best possible fitness results, well, then that's, that's amazing. But it's like, but then you have this, you, you have the, the imaginary chart where if that's the case, right, they're going to give their all to fitness. Well, the, the fitness bar is going to go up, right? But then the, the life bar is going to be by default a little bit lower, right? Because they're, 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 they're giving a lot of time and attention towards fitness. So then their, their social life may suffer. They may not want, and I say suffer in the sense of how, how I look at it. They may not see like going out to get drinks with friends as like suffering, right? Cause this is their choice. And that's, that's amazing. However, for me, it's like, I wanted to balance out those. I wanted to bring that fitness bar down just a little bit and bring the life uh, side up a, a little bit. And that's, that's, that's kind of, uh, what I, what I tried to, to do with all this, with the, the fitness essentialism thing. I just, uh, I had other priorities that, that, and I still do that are important to me outside of the gym, but it's like, I still, again, I, I, I want to look good. I want to perform good. Uh, um, but also like if I want to go get drinks, if I want to go out to eat with my girlfriend, if I want to enjoy some random meal, I don't want to have to worry about it fitting in my macros or calories. And so fitness essentialism is, is, exactly that. How can I do less, but better? How can I focus on the 80%, uh, right? So the, the 80, 20 rule, or so how can I focus on the, the 20% that gives me 80% of results? Right. And that's, that's kind of, as I've became a registered dietitian and had the, the, the science background, as I've had the anecdotal evidence of coaching other people, right? Coaching hundreds of men and women to, to do this with their own lives. And then also my own journey with, with becoming a bodybuilder and, and just taking care of myself. How can I put all of those together? Uh, and, and then that's kind of how fitness essentialism came to be. Yeah. I love that that's subtle it. difference that you put there. Essentialism rather than just minimalism. That's a, that's a good difference to put there. So, um, I had that, I, I don't, I, I had that wrong. I apologize for that, but I like the That's difference of essentialism over minimalism. That's a good little. It kind of happens. It kind of happens by default that it ends up being minimalism because that's kind of they're they're yeah. they're very similar to if you do minimalism correctly because minimalism isn't about at least to my understanding isn't about doing as little as possible. It's about having Fishing. just the right amount of things, mm-hmm. and it's like that's 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 right. I, I think that's right. I think that's why your content works so well. What we were talking about when we first got on here though, too, like showing the other aspects of your life and showing that you can like, um, a post that you made like maybe like last week or the, or the week before I was looking through some of your content, like just about going out with, uh, your girlfriend and how you view food, like how you make food work into oh. your day when you just want to enjoy a meal or something like that. And that comes with, 
experience, but it comes with wanting to take that sort of an approach, right? Like that's more of an essentialist type approach to that. Do you mind walking us through that just a little bit? Like um, the, just the basics of that post and like when you're going out to eat and different things like that, like how you view that. Yeah, because because it, it it comes back to what do you want? Right. You can't you can't bullshit about you what you want, but then you also can't bull yourself bullshit yourself about what results you expect to get from your efforts. Right. If you're if you're if you're drinking constantly and going out to eat often, it's like, yeah, you're probably not going to get the absolute best fitness results possible. Um, but but with that post, I, I it's there. This, and this is what I try to get out with my content is there's so many things that I, I do uh, as far as how I think about food or how I think about training and just decision making on a regular basis that I was like, well, I actually had a, I had a client that, that asked me, she was like, how do I know whenever I'm overeating? Basically, she was like, if I'm going, if I'm going out to eat with my friends, I have these fat loss goals, right, that are important to me. But then also whenever I go out to eat with friends, it's like, should I feel bad about overeating on my, my calories that day? Should I feel bad about having the, the burger and fries and enjoying myself? Or should I just enjoy myself and then also feel somewhat guilty about having the burger and fries because my fat loss goals are important to me? Um, and so with that post, what I said is I look at meals in two different ways. I, I said that it's only, it's only quote unquote overeating if you, you think that in that meal, in that moment, you decide, okay, my, my fat loss, my health, these weight loss goals, these are more important to me in this moment than the overall life enjoyment of having a burger and fries or, or just not worrying about fat loss altogether, right? So then it's overeating because objectively you had a calorie goal that could put you in a calorie deficit that could allow you to lose fat. And then uh, for that day, and then you eat over that goal. So objectively, you overrate, quote unquote. It's not good. It's not bad. It doesn't mean you're an awful person or a failure. It's just objectively, this is what you did. And, and so, yeah, you, you overrate, right? And, and so that's, that's one way to look at it. You can look at it. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to focus on fat loss and health with this meal. So I'm going to get a grilled chicken salad, right? I'm, I'm going to skip the dessert. I'm going to skip the, the wine with dinner. But that's my choice. It's a conscious choice. That's what's very important. It's not a, it's not a mindless choice. It's not a, it's not a guilty choice. It's a conscious choice of, okay, this is what's important. These are my values. And I'm going to take the actions that align with those values. So, so that's choice number one. But then on the flip side, you can have choice number two, where your priority is life and fulfillment and uh, simply just relaxing, enjoying the meal, uh, uh, enjoying the experience of, of, of eating that delicious foods, maybe something that you've been craving. Maybe you're with friends that you haven't seen all of week. You have coronavirus, right? You're not around people as much. And then finally, you're able to, to sit down and have a dinner with somebody. You want to enjoy that and not focus on fat loss, right? And so in that moment, if that's the choice you decide to make, I don't think that's quote unquote overeating. I think that's just eating, right? Like that's your, your literal, you're literally just eating food. Uh, of course that's always what's happening. Right. But, but in this case, it's like you chose that over, over fat loss. And so in that case, you shouldn't, there's no reason you should have any guilt around that because you have these values that are important to you. And then you took the action that aligned with those values. And, And so, and it all comes down to, and this is something that this concept that I've, that I've loved, uh, thinking about recently, but it all comes down to keeping the promises we make to ourselves, right? That's, that's what people are really after. You have these values, you have these uh, um, uh, principles that are important to you in life, and, and people don't feel guilty for having the, the, uh, um, the burger and fries at dinner with a bunch of their friends. They feel guilty when they have the burger and fries at dinner because they told themselves they were going to, they were going to, stay on track with their fat loss goals and have the grilled chicken salad, right? That's, that's why they're, they're truly upset. Uh, and so it's just, you ha- you can't, it starts with not bullshitting yourself, figuring out what you really want in that moment, and then following through with that promise that you made to yourself. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of the, the two choices there. Every time I go into a meal, I'm thinking, okay, is this for, is the, my priority fat loss? Is it health? Is it muscle gain? Right. Is, is that what I'm trying to optimize or is the priority 
life enjoyment, fulfillment, and just anything besides fitness. Neither one are right or wrong. It's just, you have to be honest with yourself. It's refreshing to hear you um, talk about it in that light because a lot of people don't, right? Like it's always so much about like macros. Um, If you're going to have a higher eating day, oh, it needs to be a refeed, um, like with this select amount of calories and things like that where you get so tied into um, the logistical side of things that you forget about the emotional side of life as well, right? And um, I brought this, I've, I've been hearing this quote over and or I've been replaying this quote over and over in my, my head. I actually brought it up on a podcast I just did with Jared, Jared Hamilton as well, but I'm going to oh, repeat cool. it here with, with you as well, because like, again, I think it needs to be hammered home more often. And it's, it's from the book, um, how to win friends and influence people. I don't, I don't know if you've read that or not, but maybe you yep, have, but sure anyway, have. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, the quote, it goes along the lines of like when dealing with humans, we're not dealing with creatures of logistics. Um, when dealing with humans, we're dealing with creatures of emotion, right? And like everything comes back to um, that emotional response. Like looking at your fitness goals from an emotional state and you have to look at it from a logistical state as well too, right? But like being able to distinguish the times when, okay, I'm on my goals. This is what I'm focused on. Like I'm hitting my numbers. I'm on point with things. Things are going really well. But then like if I want to go out to dinner one night out of, let's say in the last two weeks and just enjoy myself and not have a quote unquote refeed, but enjoy the time with my, with my wife and my daughter or, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, I'm going to go and do that and not even think about fitness or my nutrition. I'm just going to be in the moment. But then again, after I'm done with that moment, like I can be sensible enough to just get back at it in the next day and not let that keep repeating itself over time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, no, that, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you're you, good. You you're more? good. I, I was no, just, that was great. That was great. I, I was just going to say that like, and then it comes into this whole flexible dieting thing as well too, right? Like there's that skewed in some ways, like, I'll just kind of eat whatever you want, whenever you want to, or this or that, like, um, it doesn't really matter. But like, at the end of the day, what I'm saying, I guess, is that you have to be able to take care of that emotional side of things too. Like there is a a payoff on both ends, right? There's an emotional payoff to be able to just enjoy the moment. Um, that sort of thing, enjoy the time with your family, be present in what you're doing, not so focused on what your body's going to look like in the next three months. And then there's the majority of the time, if you do have fitness goals, body composition goals, well, the majority of that time should probably be spent being a little bit more logistic um, and meticulous in what you're doing, but making sure that you have those times to enjoy a little bit more is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, 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 what, what, what is a priority to you? Um, if it, if it is okay, I want to, I want to focus on, on fat loss for the next 90 days or, um, you know, 180 days or something like that. It's like, that's, that's amazing. Like that's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with tracking your calories and macros and, and being super on point, but it's just like, you, you also have to remember that, that, during that diet and just a life in general, life is a series of moments, moment after moment after moment. And you just, you have so many decisions throughout the day. And it's just like, just because you're dieting for 90 days, doesn't mean that every single decision within the, that 90 days has to align with that particular goal. And, and, and actually, or, or maybe, maybe it could, but it, that doesn't mean that you can't ever have that free meal. Like you were talking about whenever you, you go out to eat with family or something, because actually it's, some people would describe that as like taking one step back to take one step forward. It's like, or to take two steps forward, but it's like, I think that is the next appropriate step because in that moment, that's what you needed, right? It's like, you needed that free meal to go out to eat with, with family and friends and just relax a little bit because that is going to keep you from having a, a three-day binge over the weekend, right? And, and setting you back even further. Like some, the, this goes with uh, the career stuff as well with business. It's like sometimes, sometimes the best thing you can do for your business is to cut the workday short at 12 o'clock and go grab some wine or some bourbon or something, right? It's like that, that could be the best thing possible. And I think that that's the, that's the part that people don't realize. And that's the part that people don't pay enough attention to. And, and like you said, the, the emotional side of things it's like that's what drives our decisions. We are emotional creatures. We are driven by emotion. So it's like instead of trying to fight against that, like going against the flow of things, instead it's like why not 
why not accept that and then just uh, accept accept reality and make your decisions based off however you're feeling in that moment. Uh, of course, that can't be just pure uh, hedonistic and, and pleasure driven. Uh, however, but if 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 you need that that burger and fries with your your family, you need that night out. If you need that wine at, at 12 p.m., it's like maybe that is the 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 right thing in that moment. And so yeah, I, it's uh, people people get too. I think they they overthink too much. I, I think that they take it way more seriously than it actually is. They, they don't realize that, that life is very long and they're going to have to worry about their fitness and health forever. Um, and it's just like, sure, you can have these 90 day sprints or, or have these fat loss goals and things like that, but they're, they're all arbitrary. <laughs> they're all arbitrary. And if you're, if you're expecting to, to have your happiness completely uh, elevated whenever you reach X amount of, of weight or something, but then the entire way you're being militant and berating yourself and not enjoying the process. And, and you're just delaying your happiness until this external uh, uh, event is met, until this external expectation is met. It's like, you're going to be unhappy the majority of time. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of, I just, I, I take the more relaxed approach because I, I think that, that people, they just, they want it now. And what this, what, what happens then is they don't, they work, people need to work with themselves and not against themselves. And that's, mm -hmm. that's easier said than done. And it's also why uh, I know I'm going on somewhat of a tangent here, but no, please do. It's, 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 it's why I, I've talked about this on my email list about the two voices inside my head and the two voices inside my head. One is, one is more masculine and it's uh, more of like a fatherly figure, for example. Um, and of course, I understand that there can be feminine, or there can be women that have masculine traits and men that have uh, feminine traits. However, the point still remains. The two voices in my head, one is, is masculine and more of a fatherly figure. So it's more rational. It's more logistical. It's more militant. It's more disciplined. It's more like uh, uh, the Navy SEAL in my head. Like, hey, dude, get your shit together. You said this shit was important to you. So you need to follow through with what you said. So it's, it's kind of like, okay, I need to kick my ass in gear. So I need that voice in the, in the back of my head, right? Some days that's what you need. But then other days you need the more feminine voice, right? So this is the motherly voice. This is the more compassionate voice. This is the more kind voice. This is the, the, the voice that says, hey, you're, you're doing okay. You're, you, you messed up, but it's all good. You can keep continuing on. You can, you can switch things up right now. Uh, everything is going to be okay. Uh, and, and some days you need that as well. In some moments, this, you can have these voices hour to hour, right? One hour you may need one and the next hour you may need another, right? Depending on what's going on in your life. But if, if you can always kind of shift between those two and kind of work with yourself by providing yourself whichever voice you need to hear in that moment, well, I think that you're, you're, you're probably going to get better results long term and you're also going to enjoy yourself along the way. Yeah, that comes with, I completely agree with that. I've never heard it broke down like that, but that's a, a really good way to break it down of like a, a masculine voice and more of a, of a, a feminine voice, basically a harder voice and a softer voice to yourself. Sure. But I think that that comes like, that's not easy for everybody, right? Like that's not easy. Where people have a hard time with it is most people not saying this rudely, but have a hard time with self-awareness to be able to reflect and think about, okay, how have I been treating myself and what has my response been to treating myself in that way? So finding, does that make sense? So yeah. finding, finding that right balance of like, okay, I need to be hard. I need to push and I need to like be hard on myself to, to push through and get this thing done. But then at the same time, knowing when it's right to be able to give yourself grace right? Like yeah, that's well, basically what we're getting to with like the whole, the whole food post that you were talking about as well and mm -hmm. whatnot, like having the time where you're really going to push and then being aware of the times that you need that grace as well. And then that's when this kind of balance happens in between. And um, the whole journey just becomes more of a part of your lifestyle rather than like a hitting your, your head into a brick wall, if that makes sense. Well, if you want to, if you want to, the, the, and the other things that I, that I focus on with, with fitness is that so many people tell you the what, right? They tell you the calories, they tell you the macros, they tell you the nutrient timing, right? They tell you the what, but they don't tell you the how, right? And this is where behavior change, this is where emotions, this is where all of that stuff, our irrational mind, right? The, 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 the emotions.
ocean based mind that's more subjective instead of being objective it's like that's why i spend so much time on the the uh, um, I Matt, are you still there? And Matt, are you what's there? up, dude? I'm sorry, dude. I'm not. <laughs> oh, you're okay. It says you're okay. It says it's still recording. I had this issue are, in Mexico. Are you good? Can you? Are you good to go now? I, I believe so. Yes. I apologize, man. I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on. I just did oh, no, a, no, no, no. It's whole okay. Interview I, and it was I, good. It's weird. You, no, you know what's funny is I was. Um, I was, I was looking at you. I thought you were just concentrating really hard, but then you, you said, are, you said, are you there? And, uh, and then, uh, and then I realized, Oh, and then you said, Matt, are you there? And I was like, Oh, he's frozen. He's oh. not just concentrating. Really hard. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's actually hilarious. Um, you're on a, with, you were on a good topic though. I've got, I've got the, I've got the tangent. Um, if, so if, do you do the videos of these two? Do you throw the videos of these up? Um, I haven't before. No. Why do you ask? Oh no. Okay. No, that's, that's fine. Cause I was going to say, it's always funny cause I need to plug in my charger, but I need to go under my table to do it. I just realized I'm such not a professional. Um, but don't I'm going to do, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do that real quick, but I always just think it's funny. Cause like, I don't want you to cut any of this out if you if you can't, but, or if you want to go for it, but no, I no, no, no. This is, this is real life. <laughs> in the mid, in the in the middle of a podcast one time the sun because i have buildings in front of me right in new york city yeah. and the sun came and blinded me so hardcore i had to t- tell my guests to to stop talking for a second i was like i'm so sorry i've got to put my blinds down because i cannot see you like i physically oh, really? couldn't see them it was that bright so give me give me two seconds Go, i'm gonna plug this in no worries, and man. i still have my point i have it remembered okay good technical <laughs> difficulties we apologize to the listeners and we're back we are rolling. We're rolling. Um, but okay. Do you want to jump right back into it? Yeah. So, um, everybody, I'm not cutting any of this out. So people know that the the whole thing kind of messed up. Matt was on an awesome rant and my whole thing just went kaboom on my end. So, um, Matt's going to go back into what he was discussing. I can't even honestly, no, 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 I got it. And I forgot. (laughs) No, it's all good. I think the, the point and you know, what'd be great actually is that whenever I made my point, I actually messed up. And I think you might've been frozen at that time. So oh, I had perfect. to repeat it again. But the point that I was making, the reason why I focus on the emotional side of things uh, and I focus on the how instead of what, instead of focusing on the calories, the macros, the things that there's so many other people out there that, that talk about way better than me. You know, you have Revive Stronger, right? Mm-hmm. With Steve Hall and them, they're super smart guys. You have Cody McBroom, right? Mm-hmm. Super, super smart with that stuff. And then Renaissance Periodization. There's so many other people that know the science behind it better than me, that know the, the what way better than me. But what I'm really interested in is the how. And it's like, how can everyday people actually make these choices that we know will help us? And I think with that comes understanding behavior change and understanding emotions. So the reasons why we do or do not do something. And, and I think it, the, the, the point that I was making was that while emotions can be real, it doesn't mean that they're true. And the, the, the a point, an important it, point too, very yeah. important. And the, the example that, that comes to mind with this is, is going back to the, the, the burger and fries, whenever they're out with friends or something, it's like, somebody can have that burger and fries and then feel like they're a terrible person right afterwards. Mm -hmm. They can, they can feel bad. They can feel guilty. And so, so while those feelings are real, I don't want them to, I don't want them to feel invalidated or that what they're feeling is wrong. It's like, that's, that's fine. It is real. However, it's not true. It doesn't mean that they're literally a terrible person because they had that burger and fries. They didn't stick to their, their, their plan or, or, or whatever. Um, and I think it all goes back to, to the, the point that I made earlier of, of, of working with yourself instead of against yourself. And I think that, that people just, they're going against the current with fitness. And instead, what they need to do is, is, is to, go, to, go, to go with the current, right? Like to, to make it 
much easier on themselves is going to take some form of, of self-awareness and uh, also objectivity about what they, what they really want in this moment and then what the, the trade-offs uh, are, are, that are going to come with it and if they want to accept those trade-offs or not. But I think that that is the start. The starting point is a conscious decision. If you, the things with emotions is that they string you around like a puppeteer, right? You, you can, one thing can happen and they can trigger you and then the, the puppeteer pulls it one, this way and somebody over here says something else, right? And pulls you another way, right? It's just like if you give your emotions too much power, well, then you're just, you're, you're in for a very unhappy life. If you can't detach from those emotions sometimes and just understand them for what they are, you're feeling angry because you care about this certain thing, right? Or it's part of your identity. It's thing that uh, X, Y, and Z, you know, it, if you can detach yourself and, and realize, okay, I'm getting angry because of that. And then also it kind of triggers in your head, head like, okay, Yes, that is that that's that's how I feel. But it doesn't really mean anything. With with emotions, people can just give them so much more power than I think they actually deserve. Instead of trying to just understand them, and I think with 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 diet and exercise, that's what it's all around, right? As far as getting the deeper whys into why people want the 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 six pack abs or something. It's like they don't want the six pack abs for 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 Instagram or to like impress people or whatever. They want the six pack abs to show that they can have a goal and then stick to it. Right? They keep the promises they make themselves. Whenever you keep the promises you make to yourself, you gain trust in yourself. You start to believe whenever you put your mind towards something. Right? You're not you're not saying, oh, I'm going to do this, but then yet again you failed to do it. Whenever you do that, your trust in yourself slowly starts to slip away. And so for, for many people and, and how I try to explain this with, with my, my clients and just through my content is like fitness is the vehicle for that, at least the best way that I can explain it and help people find that trust in themselves and make the promises to themselves. It's like you want to gain confidence. Well, you have these goals, you have these daily tasks, you say they're important to you. Well, now you act on them. You do that time after time and then that's how you gain confidence, right? That's where true self-esteem comes from. That's where true self-love and body acceptance comes from. It doesn't just come from fucking standing in the mirror and saying you love yourself because that's just a lie, right? You know it's a lie. You can't lie to yourself. You can't just be upset with, with how you look or how your life is going and then just look in the mirror and be like, no, my life's great. I'm awesome. I'm, you know, whatever. It's like, that's, that's not how it works. Of course, value yourself, but value yourself through actions. True self-love, and this is, this is from Mark Manson, he was, true self-love is brutal, right? It's, it's, it's accepting the hard truths about your shortcomings and then fucking doing something about it. It's like, you want true self-love, it's like, go that deep, dark place, figure out what's most fucked up about you, but then actually take the actions to correct that. So- yeah, there's my my rant for the day. Dude, no, that is that's I love every every single bit of what you just cool. said. I think is cool. is spot on. That's a one huge soundbite that I think the majority of people need to hear, right? Because in the industry, um, it's, there's so much not not that it's bad, but there's so much focus on the science. There's so much fo- people's first questions are, well, how many calories should I be eating? What times of the day should I be eating? Should I be skipping breakfast? Should I be doing HIIT workouts? Should I be strength training? What, what time should I do my cardio? When at the end of the day, like none of that means anything without the right mindset going into it and the right expectations first, mm-hmm. right? Like you can have the perfect plan on paper. And like, if you don't go into it with patience with an understanding and with the right purpose and reasoning behind you, that mm-hmm. shit's not going to work. And somebody that has those things in place that's following a shitty nutrition plan and a shitty training program is going to get way further. And so like mm-hmm. we make our foundation on all the logical things, like the science of things, which matters 100%. But at the end of the day, where we should be starting is the emotional side, where we mm-hmm. should be starting is what our, what our expectations are of what we're about to what we're about to go through, what, um, what are expectations of our progress, how fast progress is going to be, that kind of stuff. And when you start looking at it from there and coming at it from 
I love your, your statement about self-love. It's not about looking in the mirror and telling yourself that you love yourself. That's bullshit. Like it, it's just bullshit. And so understanding that self-love is really just being aware of the, of the, maybe the setbacks that you have as an individual, and then just trying to work at those. And then just trying to give a, a consistent effort at those without ever giving up. And that's where people go wrong is because they'll What's start. Your... Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's, it's, it's just a topic that I am really passionate about because it, it just, it, 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 it it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. Like the, the looking in the mirror and, and telling yourself that you love yourself. It's just, we, we, if it was that easy, then everyone would be super stoked uh, about mm -hmm. their body, but it's just, people are just repeatedly, uh, just repeatedly lying to themselves. And, and I think it's, I think it's harmful because with, with, with that mindset, it's like you're, uh, and then also with, with, with some of the body positivity stuff and, and some of the, the self-love stuff, it's, it's more about like, okay, we need society to change. It's like, we don't need to change. Um, and it's just like, look, I know, I know society is not perfect. I know there are definitely things that, that need uh, to, to have changes and shifts. Uh, and I think a lot of the work that they do, uh, you know, the, the body positive people and the influencers and things, I feel I want to believe that their intentions are pure and genuine, and I understand the point of view that they're coming from. However, I think the reality of making that happen doesn't come from more daily affirmations. Uh, you know, I, I just and I think that there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to change yourself and wanting to be better. It's like I. I what, like what, what is, what is wrong with admitting your shortcomings? Like that, that's only going to improve your overall life experience. And I just, I think that it can, it's like the whole anti-diet culture. It's just so ironic as well, because it's all about, it's like planet fitness, right? It's a judgment-free zone yet. They have, you know, comics of, of bodybuilders throughout the entire thing. Like the mm -hmm. lunk alarm. It's so it's so backwards. Yeah. It's like, I, I get it. If you want to make it a judge-free zone, that's, that's amazing. Like, sure. Make, keep your shit purple and yellow and everything. Let's, let's, let, yeah, let's, let's do all of that. Yeah. Let's, let's do all of that. I think that's amazing, but you can do that without the expense of, of making fun of someone else, right? Like, mm -hmm. or, or, or judging someone else. Um, so yeah, with the, with the body positive stuff, I think it's, it's missing a, a, the, the component of, uh, one, I think it's okay to change. And then two, it's like, it has to be more than words because words isn't what that's, that's not going to truly make that change, especially because it's typically deep rooted, uh, psychological issues, right? These people have a, these viewpoints uh, about themselves or about their, their confidence and self-esteem and stuff. It's just like, it's, it's going to take, it's, it's very complex and it's going to take much more than just you know, writing down a couple things you love about yourself each day and just expecting that to change. Like you have, you're missing the component of keeping those promises that you make to yourself and taking the actions on a regular basis to make your life better. Absolutely. Yeah. It comes down to first creating awareness of, of where you are, what it is that you would like to change. Second, it comes down to um, making sure that it just comes down to accepting it, being aware of it, accepting that um, that is a part of you and then taking a relentless action to work on it. And you can't take relentless action to work on it until you first become aware and, and you accept it of yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, man, of course. And if, again, this is New York City. So if you hear this very loud noise outside good, right no now, worries. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear that or not. There's this um, there's this, this building next to me that, that, uh, lets off steam. It's, I, I, we don't even know what the building does. It lets off the steam. It makes a loud noise, but I'm assuming it'll, it'll shut off in a minute. How but have you enjoyed, again, this is, how have you enjoyed New York? Like, do you, it's, what's the, what's the difference been? Like, what have you really liked about being there? And what have you, what's like an adjustment that, that you have a harder time with? So look, what I, what I've realized is that it doesn't matter if I live in Kentucky or if I live in New York City, or if I live in Egypt, like I am still the same person. Sure. My daily habits and routines and the stuff that I do on a regular basis that I did in Kentucky, I've literally just brought them with me to New York City, right? Uh, and, and so like New York City, it's got more buildings, 
it's got more people, the lifestyles are different, the things are a little bit more expensive. Um, but it's just like, as far as who I am, it's like, I didn't move to New York City to change who I am. And I think that's what a lot of people can make the mistake of is, is thinking that they'll be, uh, it'll, it'll fill this, again, going back to the emotional stuff, it'll fill some type of void uh, in their life, it'll make their life uh, better by moving somewhere else. But it's like your problems are going to follow with you. So it's like, if you were a shitty person in Kentucky, you're going to be a shitty person in mm -hmm. New York city too. Um, it doesn't like the, the city's not going to do it. And so I just, I try to look at it, uh, objectively and just, just realize it's going to be what I, what I make it. And, and I was, I was against it at, at first. You can ask my girlfriend. I, I was born and raised in Kentucky for 25 years. And then it's just like small town, Kentucky, um, you know, they're, they're not as fond of the, the bigger cities. What's always funny is whenever I, uh, I would tell people that, that I was moving to New York city and it would first, it would be, Oh, congratulations. Like, that's awesome. And then the second thing, the follow up that would be like, but I could never do that. Right. You know, it's just, it's such a backhanded compliment, like back mm -hmm. there. It's just, it, and you know, my, my dad did it. People around me did it. They, and they don't even realize, I think that yeah. they do it. They're just like, Oh, congratulations. That's, that's, a, that's amazing. But it's just like, uh, I couldn't, I could never do it. And they'd never even probably been to New York. Yeah. They'd never even, you know, they, they or they've been here for three days, went to Times Square and thought that, okay, that's entire New York city. Or they, they follow the media. Right. And then they see, uh, the shit going on. And it's just like, you, you, you have to be a little bit more open-minded, uh, than, than that, but it's, 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 it's helped a lot in the sense of, um, wanting to make basically wanting to be someone and not in the sense of be someone as far as like getting admiration from somebody, but it's like making work you're proud of or like doing something cool for the world. It's like, whenever you're here, you're just surrounded by successful people. There's the hustle and bustle. It's like, I look outside and I see these skyscrapers and you just realize that, that these Ever, this is you know whatever trite or um, cliche or whatever. But like each one of these, each one of these buildings did start out as an idea from a person, and Love then that. now it's fucking these massive buildings everywhere. So what I'm saying is, it's hard to not be inspired whenever you're here, as long as you keep an open mind and you're you're not just trying to be pessimistic and, and negative about everything. Because of course, there's things that you could be negative and pessimistic about, but the same thing could be in reverse for the for the the born and raised New Yorker that would move to rural Kentucky, right? They would, they would go there and be like, I, I could never do this, right? Like I could never live the, 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 the slower lifestyle. Uh, but I think it's, again, going back to the, uh, the, the yin and the yang thing with the masculine and the feminine, you can have order and chaos. We can talk about Jordan Peterson, whatever you want to get into. Um, but, but the, I think it's the, the, the Tao, right? Taoism, it's the way it's the thing in the middle, but it's having the balance of both, right? I have the New York city hustle and bustle wanting to make a name for myself. And then I also have Kentucky, which uh, of course, like you can do all of those things in Kentucky as well, but the environment isn't necessarily set up for that. It's slower. It's more relaxed. It's more quiet. It's more family oriented. It's more friend friendly oriented. Um, at least in, in my opinion, I'm not saying that you can't have that in, in New York as well, but it's, it's, it's having both. I think that's, that's really helped me. I, I've, I've lived my way of life one way in Kentucky and then I move here and it's kind of like I have a clean slate right? I have an entire clean slate on who I want to be and how I want to live. Uh, and, and New York just puts me, uh, the, 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 whatever the New York state of mind, it puts me in a different frame of mind than whenever I'm back in Kentucky. And, and so, so yeah, I've, dude, I, I, I live here now. I've accepted it. I live here. It's like, I'm not, what am I going to do? Try and purposely make myself miserable or something mm -hmm. by, by looking at all the, the negatives and things. It's like, no, I'm, uh, this is, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity that most people, that a lot of people dream about. And it's like, for, for, I made the post on this whenever I, I first moved here the very first day. It's like you, the two very important questions you ask, or one very important question that you constantly ask in life is why, but then sometimes you have to ask why not. And so it's just like with, with my career, with my flexibility, you know, I'm making good enough money that I can afford to live out here. My girlfriend is going to the law school of her dreams, right. To, to potentially do something really cool. And it's like, why not move out here to New York city, at least for a period of time, we don't know what's going to happen uh, a few years from now, but it's like, I would be a fool, at least in my eyes, to not 
take up the opportunity to come here and live for at least a few years and experience that. I love that, man. That's exactly what I need to hear too. And, and where my mindset is too, I come from small town, like you tell people I'm moving to California. Uh, it's very conservative, very old time thinking here. You know what I mean? And so like, yeah. like I'm oh, aware. Man, like, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Like where, like, you know, like it's just a negative condensation, but just as you said, there's depends on how you look at it. And that's very, very important. Like, are there going to be negatives to it? Absolutely. But there's also going to be a lot of positives that come from it too, that can catapult business, catapult creativity. Like I'll bet, correct me if I'm wrong, but are you far more creative and maybe motivated being in New York, getting a little bit uncomfortable, putting your back up against that wall than you would be back home? Yeah, because sitting on the couch and scrolling through Instagram isn't as cool whenever you have these skyscrapers of buildings, mm. you know, that are just staring at your face through these through these big windows of my my apartment. It's just like and then you 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 walk outside and then you you see uh you know, you just you can just tell that people are are doing shit. They have things to do. Um and it's it's like just just to make the announce bring the analogy back around to to fitness, it's like sometimes you need that 90 day weight loss sprint where you really prioritize fitness over everything else. You want to get your shit together, you want to make a serious change. It's like go for it. Like make make that serious change. It's like the same thing goes with with living here in New York City. It's like, yeah, sure, I'm going to be more focused around my career while I'm here, but it's like I'm in the position where that's totally fine. It's like I don't have any kids. Me and my girlfriend we're not even married, right? Like there's just there's not too many other responsibilities going on in my life to where my career can't be the big focus right now. And if like you want to have a career focused environment. It's like New York city is, is probably arguably definitely top three for, for, for most people. And so at this time of my life, at this, this stage of my life, I think it is, uh, I think it's the right move. Environment is everything too. Like the environment that you put yourself in is everything. Like if you stay home, it's, it's easier to have that little bit smaller, small town mindset, which is different than possibility and different than just, as much growth as I can tell just off of your vibes and sitting here listening to you and like, um, how you are, like you have big goals for yourself. I can tell. And like, you're, you're a very deep thinker and, and you convey that very, very well. That gets other people <laughs> thinking too, which could, Thanks. um, Thanks, I'm sure will lead into something big for you at some point, which leads to, um, one of the last questions, man, I, I like to ask, it's kind of cliche, right? But where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Like, what do you, you, you talk a lot about um, business and that kind of stuff? Like, what, where are you headed? Like, what do you want to have? What are you pushing for? I'll start with business. Um, business wise, I could actually see myself um, getting more into, um, here's the thing. I, I don't, I don't actually I get hesitant saying this because I think that people take it the wrong way. Most people do. Clients, most people, especially if my most people get uncomfortable at answering this question because, like, putting big ideas out there is like, oh, like, yeah, I get it. Well, well, the well, the thing is, is what I was going to say is, I I don't love fitness coaching. I don't love one-on-one fitness coaching. Um, in the sense that it just doesn't excite me as much as it used to. And and I think that I'm kind of going through some type of evolution where I am starting to. Uh, focus around the the business side of things, the marketing side of things, uh, the creative side of things, and, and trying to help other coaches potentially um, figure out their ideas, figure out how they want to brand themselves, what story they want to tell. Um, so, so I don't want to say it's like moving into somewhat of the the business coaching side of things because I'm not the the uh, I'm not like the, the, the guy who you would go to, I think, to make the most money possible, but it's just, just like everything else. It's like what I, what I prioritize is like freedom and flexibility and fulfillment and like fun. And they just so happen to all start with F, Fs. Um, but, but it's like all of those things are, are very important to me. And I think that there's this spot missing in the fitness industry focused around that as opposed to most business coaches uh, and, and rightfully so focus on, okay, let's make more money. Let's do this. But it's like, what about building something that you're truly proud of that you, you want to get out there, uh, to, to people and building more, um, uh, things around yourself, whether it's like personality driven marketing and things. And then what happens is later on down the road at, or 
uh, in short term, just as a byproduct of staying true to yourself, making work that you're proud of, being different than the the status quo, and not focusing so much on on sales funnels or or click funnels or, or things like that, and then instead focusing on uh, your own curiosities, and then also helping people by leveraging your strengths and curiosities. Um, so so I could see myself that very abstract way of I could see myself getting more into the business side of of coaching other coaches. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's kind of the, the, the route that I'm going down, uh, with, with business. It'll be more along the, the business coaching side of things, making courses, products, probably, uh, around that. And then still having maybe some type of like lifestyle coaching, which would still be a diet and exercise stuff, but we would maybe go a little bit deeper. I'd maybe have like 10 to 15 people tops. It'd be some type of like premium coaching thing where I really deep dive with each one of them and really get to know them. Cause I still enjoy coaching. Like I still enjoy connecting with people. Uh, however, it's just, as far as the actual making training plans, doing the calories and macros and stuff, it's just, uh, at scale, I don't enjoy it as much. Um, and then as far as, and, and as far as personal life, um, I could see, I could see marriage coming up. I could see, uh, having children coming up. So again, it's just that it's that next evolution in, in my life. I don't know where I'll be. I might be in New York. I might be back home in Kentucky. I might be, uh, in Texas. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be, uh, that wise, but I can, I know that it'll be making enough money so that I can do what I want to do from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep and make sure the people around me are taken care of. Um, and, and then, uh, yeah, other than, other than that, there's, I think, yeah, do, doing that. And then let's see, yeah, the marriage and then potentially having kids and stuff. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm much more of a day-to-day guy than the, the longer term, but that's, that's kind of where, that's a long-winded answer to where, where I see I'm at. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Um, one more question for you. I'm from Kentucky. I know you're a bourbon guy too, um, watching your content and whatnot. So for me, I'm looking to pick up more manly type, um, hobbies (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense, more hobbies. And I feel like drinking bourbon, drinking whiskey, that kind of thing is a, is a good manly hobby. If that makes sense. So go ahead. Yeah. You know, it was the question gonna be like, what bourbon would I recommend or yeah, that's, that's where I was headed. You know what's so funny is how old are you? Twenty eight. I'll be twenty nine in February, dude. So there. So I'm twenty six. I'm about to turn twenty seven in, in December. But that's something that I I am looking forward to making content around in the future as well. Is like not like manly things, so to speak, but it's just like things. You know, like, so for Christmas, one of the things that I, I asked for is like a knife set, like a really dope, like chef's knife and things. It's like three years ago, if I would have said that I was asking for a knife set for Christmas, I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, but it's oh just yeah. like, that's somewhat of like a quote unquote, like manly adult type thing. Um, my, my, I, my best friend just got married and I got him a dope chef's knife for, for his that's wedding. Cool. And he was like, this is sick. And I was like, I don't, it's just, we're at this stage where those, those things are more interesting. Right. I don't know yeah. why exactly, but different things interest us. Um, but yeah, as far as bourbon goes, I think Blanton's bourbon is, is the, one of the, the best ones that you could definitely Blanton's? get. Blanton's. So it's okay. B L A N T O N S comes in a little like orb. I actually, I, I would go grab it, but it's right there in the, cool. in the cabinet actually, but it's this little orb and it has a little horse on top. And what's actually really cool about these bottles is that they're collectibles and the horse um, for one is in a certain running position. And then it also has a little letter, right? So it'd be like an N on one bottle. And then if you collect enough of the bottles, it spells out Blanton's. And then also the horse is like running, right? So if you have every single one of them next to each other, the oh, horse cool. is like a running position throughout the entire thing. That's and then cool. you can, you can smell it's, it's great marketing is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also, it's also great, great bourbon. So yeah, Blanton's is really good, but it's going to be a little bit more expensive. If you want a more, um, kind of like everyday bourbon, I really like Woodford Reserve. Woodford, um, I've had Woodford. Woodford's great. It's a, it's a solid one. It's like a medium, medium mm-hmm. tier bourbon. That's it's, it's really solid for sure. Cool, man. That's awesome. I, I agree too. Like the older that we get, you like start trying to find more things to interest you because you can get so dug into like business and to your fitness and like it can just suck everything out of you to where you realize like, man, I'm not very interesting. Like I don't have a lot going on outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to create yeah. content around whatnot. And that's why like with you, like I gravitate towards your stuff because like, honestly, like you put out interesting stuff cause it's not like macros. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just gives you a little <laughs> right. bit more of an insight, which is, which yeah. is super cool, man. But, um, 
other than that, where can people find out more about you, um, mess with your content, that sort of thing? Where would you like people to go to, to figure out more about you? Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, first off, thank you so much for, for having me on, dude. I really, I, I really do appreciate it. It was a great time. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm excited to connect a little bit more in, in the future. We'll have to do this on my podcast as well. Um, which I guess can lead into the plug for that. So my podcast is called the more than fitness podcast. Uh, you can find it basically anywhere podcasts are found. I also, uh, semi-regularly write blogs and I'll be doing this more often uh, at my website, which is mattmcleod.org. It's M-A-T-T-M-C-L-E-O-D. It's like McLeod. So uh, I wish, I wish my, my, I wish my last name was spelled differently. I wish it was M-C-C-L-O-U-D, but it is, it is weird. Yeah. Like when I was writing it out, I had to go look. It's, uh, it's it. But yeah, so mattmcleod.org is my, my website. You can find basically everything on there. And then lastly is going to be Instagram. So that's at mattmcleod6. Um, and so, so yeah, that's where people can find me. And if they, they listen to this far and they enjoyed it, please send me a DM or something and say, say hello. Absolutely. And uh, I would, I would recommend all of you go, go and read his stuff. Matt is an excellent writer, like in his blogs, he writes in a really fun way to be able to read. So I highly suggest all of you go watch his stuff. I think you'll definitely benefit from it. Matt, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate you for coming on and taking the time. Thank you, Chaz. Appreciate it, man.